Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. In each episode, we spend some time catching up and sharing something we've loved recently, and then we go on to discuss a topic that we feel is really relevant to the sort of things that are going on right now. They're often the sort of things that a lot of people are thinking about, but aren't actually having the conversation about. Please don't forget to leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. So happy new year, my love. Happy new year. I can't believe it. 2022 already. Woohoo! I've got that like excited 2022 feeling of like getting back to normality now. Do you know what I mean? I know that like some people are going to hate that, but I just love this feeling of the new year. Yeah, I definitely feel like, especially in the last probably five years, I get that feeling a lot more now I don't know if it was because mm. like earlier in life I didn't see that much of a difference but I yeah I love that feeling now of even though you don't need a new year for a fresh start and all of that I do quite enjoy it especially because I've had a like a proper break over Christmas and now yeah. I, I'm looking forward to the routine again yeah like the first like a week or so is lovely I always think and then you get to a point where you're like I actually just want to eat vegetables and move my body a bit and have like a normal routine yeah um, but it's been so nice to have a break how is how is your Christmas your new year all of that jazz oh it was so fun and it felt almost almost normal like mm. bizarrely normal and I think a lot of that was because I hadn't seen my family since at uh, Christmas since 2018 because of obviously Australia and all of that so we didn't see everyone like we didn't have uh, grandparents over on Christmas day which we usually would just to like be safe but we saw them like distanced and separately and saw my cousins and yeah it was really lovely and then we had some fireworks and kind of an outdoor gathering the other night for for new year and it just it it felt normal like I kept forgetting and I think it also really helped that they weren't reporting the numbers for mm. COVID over Christmas I know obviously the numbers were horrendous but I just didn't have to think about them for several days. And I found that that was very beneficial mentally for me. Yeah, there was something about actually feeling that you could switch off this year. I feel like I, so I didn't see family or did anything like that, but like I spent the time properly resting. Like I just did whatever my body wanted to do. So if that was have a nap or sleep in late or read a book or eat whatever I fancied or treat myself to a glass of wine, like I just intuitively did what my body said it wanted to do. And it was just a really lovely thing to do. Like mm. I feel very rested. Yeah, I, for the first time ever as well, I actually avoided most social media. I think I posted once over the last two weeks and I looked at my time online. I think I averaged about 10 or 15 minutes for the whole duration. And I, it felt so positive. And now I'm like, oh, wow. I should do this more. Like I've never, I've never spent that, long off consistently I don't think like without even checking social media or anything like that 
And it was a really beneficial feeling. Like, no wonder people do it. I should probably do it more. <laughs> I feel like um, going into this year, that's something that at some point, maybe not straight away, because I have other things to, that I want to do as well. But like, some point I need to address, even if it's like I spend 15 minutes on the platform and then I literally don't go on it for the rest of the day or whatever. Um, yeah, I feel like this is the year where I want to get a bit more of like a good balance with social media and the internet yeah. generally. Because I feel like we're both very aware people of the negative effects of social media. So I don't feel like I necessarily have a negative relationship with it, but it doesn't mean like it doesn't affect you even subconsciously. So then I think taking the time off, I was like, wow, actually <laughs> has made quite a difference. Yeah, I really agree. And um, Do you want to share your first recommendation for the year? Yes. So I wasn't sure if you were if you were going to have listened to this or not, but it's M. Clarkson and Alex Light's podcast. I have. And that was my recommendation for next week. So fire away. (laughs) (laughs) So um, for anyone who doesn't know, I so I mostly started following M. Clarkson. So she's um, an online, primarily Instagram influencer, creator who's very focused on um like female empowerment and like positivity body positivity and her and her friend Alex Light have started a podcast called Should I Delete That and the whole point of the podcast is to basically have those discussions that are a bit more nuanced that like social media doesn't necessarily allow you to have like especially because social media can be quite restrictive and stories disappear after 24 hours and feed posts kind of disappear off the newsfeed after 24 hours, things like that. And it means that they can dive a bit deeper into these big topics. They've only released one episode so far, and it's a very long episode that's like a recap of 2021. And I usually hate recap type episodes, but they basically recapped every month of the year. So everything that that happened from kind of the news articles covering Megan and Megan and Harry and their decision to leave the country all the way through to what happened with Sarah Everard. And it even though it was a long podcast I didn't feel like it was long and it was a such a refreshing conversation and then they also spoke about the positive things that happened and things that happened in their year and big milestones for them and for for women more generally and bigger discussions that are happening online and I just felt like it was a real conversation with friends and I think yeah it yeah it I think they really succeeded even in the first episode to have those more nuanced conversations that are difficult to have on on Instagram in particular I feel like it's a massive struggle yeah I really loved the things they discussed and like it reminded me of conversations that have been had through the year that I'd forgotten about like all of the stuff with Zoe Sugg and being taken off the GCSE curriculum Um, and that was really interesting and like the different and they kind of they didn't go on a tangent but they definitely discussed more than just the news story as it were um Mm -hmm. And I really liked that because it was things I hadn't thought about. But I was like, oh, yeah, that's a really good point. Or that's a really interesting way of thinking about things. And I mean, props to them. They hit number one in the Apple podcast charts, I think, within 24 hours, which is just incredible. Like, yeah. So here for that. So, yeah, no, I totally agree. It was a really lovely, um, a lovely podcast to like start this year with as well. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for the the next episodes. And I think they're planning on having guests on as well to kind of talk about some bigger topics and stuff. So I'm excited for that. Um, what's your recommendation? First recommendation of 2022? So exciting. Um, I'm really excited about this one. 
And I think I actually already texted you about it because um, it's a TV show and I started watching it the other day. It's called Harlem. It's on Amazon Prime and it's just an excellent TV show. It's about four women, four black women in their early 30s-ish living in Harlem in New York and their love lives, their careers, kind of the their kind of struggles in life basically and if you enjoy something like the bold type or sex and city or queenie I, th- I think you would really enjoy this and it's a real insight not only into the lives of like young women in terms of like their careers and everything but also young black women and the things they face that are more unique to them and their experiences really um like a really diverse and representative cast it tackles issues and kind of situations I've not seen represented on mainstream TV before and at the heart of it is just like that really lovely story of four friends who are so close and who respect one another and have that like adult friendship that we were talking about a few weeks ago where like you confront one another if one of you's in the wrong and you respect one another and you're there for each other and how that support looks different and changes throughout time. Um, and also it's it's got that like lighthearted comedy aspect to it as well. So although they deal with some really like important issues, it is fun. And I binged the first seven episodes in one go. Um, Love that. And then I was like, I have to get up off the sofa and do something productive today. Um, so I have two episodes left there's only 10 episodes in the season I really hope it gets renewed for a series two because I don't think I've like inhaled a tv show like that for so long and I think I texted you I texted a couple of other friends as well and I was like you have to go and watch this right now yeah you did text me as soon as you told me about it I added it to my to watch list I'm going to try and it's going to be my Thing to watch like, as I get back into routine and I want something to like go to in the evenings after work yeah it's a really good show for like switching off a bit but not switching off fully if that makes sense mm-hmm. and it's only like I think the episode's between a like, half hour and 40 minutes so it's very easy to slot in like that's my favorite yeah. length of a tv show because past that I'm just going to sit on the sofa I mean I did sit on the sofa for hours to watch this one but generally speaking it's quite a nice like length of the evenings yeah no I'm definitely going to give it a watch that sounds like right up my street I love that so on this week's episode we wanted to have a chat about knowing when it's time for a change and I think change on its own sounds like a really daunting prospect but it doesn't have to be and although it is the new year you definitely don't need to make a change if you're very happy with where you are right now and you also don't need a new year to make a big change I think Mm -hmm. we felt it was an important conversation to have in terms of just being able to assess and evaluate how you feel about your current situation and recognizing when maybe you're ready for some sort of change and it doesn't have to be something big it could be a shift in your routine or even making a step sideways in your career, whatever it might be, it's something that regardless of the time of year it is, we think it's an important conversation to have because it's it's the only way we can kind of make progress and move forward with what we want to achieve or changes we want to make and how we kind of evaluate our priorities in life, I think. Totally. I think especially at this time of year, you're bombarded with how you have to change your diet and your exercise routine and change your mindset and do all of those things and it feels so daunting and so terrifying but actually like it's a real opportunity to take control and refresh yourself and 
put you on the right track to achieve what you want to achieve and it, like you said it doesn't have to be like an overhaul of your entire life I think it's more about like noticing and being a bit more aware of when you are feeling a little bit bored or tired or kind of like lacking that motivation I know we've spoken a lot about motivation in the past and how it's not a guarantee and it's not always going to be there but I think if you are constantly looking at maybe excuse me maybe your exercise routine for example and you go oh god I've got to do that again actually it's not that the exercise in itself is bad or that you can't be bothered or any of those other negative thoughts that you might have popping up in your head it might just be a sign that you need a bit of variety that you need to switch things up a bit because the human brain like thrives off of um having those little changes and learning new things and trying something new like that curiosity is so important in life and it's more about having that self-reflection and awareness than suddenly like throwing a grenade into your life and changing absolutely everything overnight yeah I definitely do feel like there's an important nuance with change because change on its own sounds really daunting and you don't have to quit your job and break up with your partner and go traveling like that's not what we're talking about when we say change I think it's it is being able to understand that nuance between okay are you just having a day where you're lacking a bit of motivate motivation or are you consistently feeling stagnant or bored yeah. or kind of dissatisfied with a certain aspect of your life and if you start to feel that those feelings are creeping into your your day more generally or when you do a specific activity or you you really kind of you you avoid doing something because you don't enjoy it or you you don't look forward to it I think those kind of feelings consistently are an indicator that you really need to sit down and evaluate your priorities and it could just mean making a really a really small change and like you said change definitely from my perspective I think change is largely a positive thing like more often than not if it's a change that you've chosen to make to your life that there's a reason that you've you've chosen to make it and you feel like it's necessary and like only you're in control of your life and you can make those choices I think that's a really important point as well like change might be scary but when it's change that you're initiating yourself and you're choosing to make you've got to remember that it will open up opportunities and be a positive change rather than like something that comes out of nowhere that you have no control over that you didn't invite into your life and whilst those sorts of changes can still be really beneficial and end up being positive and exciting and all of those things I think when it's a change you're choosing to make it's always a bit better to frame it in terms of like excitement and moving forward rather than just something scary and intimidating and actually if you're at a point where you're like god I feel like I do need to change even if it does feel a little bit scary to begin with, the benefits are likely to still outweigh that feeling in the first place, especially when you get started. I think often with change, it's the thought of change that's scarier than doing it. Like mm-hmm. if you say this year, I'm going to get out every day and get some fresh air. I'm like, oh God, I'm going to have to like get dressed properly and fit that into my routine and all of those thoughts that pop into your head. But actually, once you've got your shoes on and you're out the front door, you'll enjoy it and you'll feel better for it. And that's what you've got to focus on rather than the starting. It's about what happens once you've got over that first hurdle. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think the the fear, the fear of it is what holds people back. And I think that comes from like knowing that it is a choice that you and only you are making. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you're choosing to make a change, it is a 
that is a proactive decision that you're making that's not that's not something that anyone else should be having an an impact on really because at the end of the day you're the one even if it's maybe influenced by external factors you're the one initiating the change and I think if you feel that you're kind of if you're coasting along or if you assume you don't have any choices and you're kind of making decisions based on what you think other people need of you or what other people expect of you rather than what you want and you need you do get in this like fear mindset of change because you're Mm. you're more concerned about how that change might impact other people or what other people think of you or your relationship with other people whether that's at work or partners or friends but you're never going to know what the reaction is going to be unless you do it and again it doesn't you can go and talk to friends, talk to your partner, talk to people at work about the change if you are afraid of it, but don't let other people's opinions stop you from, like, give you the fear of making the change. Oh, yeah, completely. I think you need to see it almost as a fact-finding mission and leaning on people who have made those changes for, like, tips rather than looking for someone who may be like, oh, I wouldn't do that, or oh, that's going to be difficult, or mm, really, you're going to do that. Um you've got to remember that change, although it's exciting, is difficult and not everyone is going to want to commit to changing their lives and changing what they do. And when I say changing your life, I mean like the little things that like add up over time, like maybe it's trying to eat more plants or get outside more or whatever it is. Not everyone's going to want to do that or have that self-discipline. So often when people are like, oh, I don't know, that, mm, that's also a reflection of them and their headspace. So I think if you've reached a point where you think actually no things do feel a bit stagnant I am a bit bored I do want to mix things up if someone else comes to you that negativity and it isn't genuine concern or like a genuine like red flag for something um I think you have to remember as well that they just might not be in the same mindset as you so don't let that negativity impact your outcome and the other thing I always think of I I think it's a really good thing to keep in your mind all year but particularly at this time of year is the whole idea of nothing changes, nothing changes. Like you have to mm. make a change. You have to start if you want things to be different. Like you can't sit there doing the same thing all the time and then sitting there going, oh, why don't I have the life I want to live? Or why don't I have like, I don't know, a tidy home if you never commit the time to tidying your home? Like it's the little things like that that you go, okay, well, they're they're actually easy to fix and they have a positive impact. And it's just a nice prompt, I think, to go, I've got to make a change if I want to see a change. No one's going to magically come in and fix everything for you. Yeah, that's that's so true. And I feel like if you if you do frequently feel like you're just existing and actual life is kind of just passing you by and you feel like you don't have a choice, that that's a massive indicator that you need to take some kind of action to make a change and I think it was interesting what you were saying about people coming to you with with negativity um, when it's not actually anything constructive because when we were planning for this episode I was thinking about kind of a couple of people that I've worked with in the past who always saw the negative and they'd get very irritated by minor things and they had a very like why me attitude And I couldn't really understand why it bothered me so much. And then now I reflect on it and I think that's 
that's a massive indicator I feel that you need to make some changes in your life if you are if you've become someone who always sees the negative and who has a why me attitude because I now more have more of an attitude of why not me like things happen that's life like you can Mm. you can't the, the classic thing that we've said so many times you can you can't control what happens but you can control how you respond and I think yeah. that is a form of recognizing change and taking action. And I think if you have that kind of why me attitude, you've come to a point where you don't think you have a choice in making any changes to your life. It does take a massive amount of self-awareness, I think, to recognize that in the first place. Mm. I think when something bad happens as well, or like there's a negative change, your your natural instinct is to have a bit of a pity party for one, isn't it? And like, we've all been there, we've all done it, and that's fine. But it's then moving on from that. I think when that kind of self-pity expands like, into like every single day life, that's when it's really harmful to yourself and it holds mm-hmm. you back. And I think it's along the similar lines. I keep thinking to myself, especially in the past couple of months, control the controllable has been something I keep repeating in my mind. And when I do the morning app in the evening and in the morning, um, it asks for like your affirmation for the day and that's one that I've been writing down so much recently because I just think it sums it up like there are so many things in life that you have no control over and you can't impact whether that's positively or negatively but you can impact how you react you can you might not be able to control how late you work but you can control what you do after you finish work and there's always something within a situation that you can control in a positive way I'm not talking like control freak as a like kind of anxiety type I've got to be in control but more like okay what in this situation do I have the power to positively influence because it might just be as simple as okay this meeting is absolutely awful but I'm going to light a nice candle at least so at least the room smells nice and that's positive it doesn't have to be that you overhaul your entire like company and influence everyone but there's always something that you can control within a situation. Sometimes it's harder to notice what that is. Um, and it's scary to take that control. But I think having that mindset of kind of, okay, why not me? Like you just said completely, like, why not me? I'm going to control what I can control and make the changes I need to make. And if it doesn't work, fine. But I think it's when you have the guarantee of like the situation you're in, it's almost in a really backwards way like more it gives you that comfort and security because even if you're unhappy or you're you feel unmotivated or you're bored that's a guarantee that you know that whereas making a change requires you to step outside of that and potentially things might not be better and I also think and this is like a whole other topic I think but there's a really interesting thing about actually things might be better if you have kind of those limiting beliefs about yourself and your own self-worth and whether you're worthy of that better life that can hold you back as well um so I think yeah that was a bit of a tangent wasn't it sorry but I do feel like it's all kind of relevant no I do agree because I think that links to kind of the nev- the whole you'll never know if you don't try like mm-hmm. one of the oldest kind of things in the book but if you are feeling stagnant or dissatisfied or bored on a regular basis it comes down to the fact that it's literally no one else's responsibility to change that. Yes. Like, and whether that is lighting a candle because you know, like it's a meeting that you don't want to be in or whether it is saying I'm really bored of my running route. I'm going to do weights today instead, or I'm going to take a different route or whatever small shift it is. No one else is, it's no one else's responsibility. And Mm -hmm. 
I do think recognizing that to start with, like recognizing your discomfort or your boredom or your dissatisfaction is the first step. And it is a really big mindset shift, I think, especially if it's not something that you're used to doing or kind of used to allowing yourself to acknowledge. I think that's a big thing if you're someone who's a real yes person and always helping others and always trying to do what you think other people expect of you. It can be difficult to put your own feelings first and recognize that dissatisfaction is something that you need to do for you. But Mm. I think recognizing is the first step in making an action plan. And from there, you can make meaningful changes, whether that is leaving your job and retraining and starting a new career, or whether that is just switching up your exercise plan to make it more exciting each week. It's like, it's so situational. I think a big part of it as well is that to make change, like if you're in that mindset of actually I'm feeling quite stagnant, quite bored, quite unmotivated, like I don't feel like I'm living the life I want to live and I don't know how to get out of that feeling. Um, because I think it's, I feel like this is just like cliche o'clock today, but it, again, I think this is so true, like the idea that a, a object in motion stays in motion. So if you've kind of got to a point where you're not making those changes or you're not moving forward, it's so much harder to start. One thing I would really recommend that I did over the Christmas break was called Year Compass. I heard Candice Brathwaite talking about this. And basically, if she tells me to do something, I'm going to go and do it because I think she's absolutely Mm -hmm. brilliant. Um, And essentially what it is, is it's a document that you fill out and it took me a few hours to do, but it's really worth doing because it essentially goes through all of the things from the previous year and all of the things you want to change in the coming year but it does it in terms of like what your goals are and it breaks it down. So it can be really small things like, okay, I want to meditate once a week and that's going to help my mental health. It's a really um, nice way, I think, to give you some structure because I think I was going into this year thinking nothing was achieved last year and I don't know what I want this year. And actually when I sat down and dedicated the time to it, it was really clear to me, A, the things that needed to change, but also the things that didn't and the things that were going really well And I think when we're in that mindset of, okay, we've got to change something, it can be really easy to throw the baby out with the bathwater and just try and overhaul everything. But this gave me the opportunity to actually reflect on what I really want and what I really need to change and actually what I'm really happy with and what I'm doing well. And so if you're someone who's kind of listening to this thinking, oh my God, where do I start? I would really recommend that. We can leave it linked. It's completely free. You can print it out or you can fill it in digitally. I know this goes out kind of like a little bit after New Year's, but I still think there's definitely some worth, like some value in doing it. Um, Because, yeah, if you don't know where to start with the change, that in itself is so stressful and daunting. Yeah. And I also think something like that is a really great way to kind of dig a little bit deeper and find Mm. those changes and those goals and those things that you want to do that are right for you. Because I was totally guilty of, like when I was a teenager and in my early 20s like I mean you're surrounded by it it's no one's fault but all the new year's resolutions all of the new year goal setting it's all about losing weight eating better exercising more earning more money they're just like the pillars of what people think you need to achieve and actually no they're they're what society is telling you is important but that doesn't mean that that's those things should be important to you and I think doing an exercise like that or just really sitting down and uh, evaluating what are you actually, what do you value in your life? What, like you said, what do you want to keep or build on even more? And what do you want to change? And a lot of those times it's 
something that's completely unique to you or yeah it's far more nuanced like it might be like you said I know a lot more people are kind of trying to incorporate mindfulness and meditation for some people that will be meditating for an hour every morning for me like for me personally that is in no way obtainable so I will try and do it once a week or I will try and do it five minutes before bed or something like that but I think it goes back to like those smart goals doesn't it as corporate as that sounds but you need to make them specific and measurable so you can actually achieve them. Like there's no point in just putting a blanket, like umbrella term of I'll just exercise more. What does that, what does that mean? What is that change that you actually want to make? I think as well, what I found is that the whole exercise of like thinking about last year and this year made me almost do like a compare and contrast of like what I want to be saying in a year. And the one about money is really interesting. Interesting, I think that you said because it's true you see all the magazines like how to triple your income this year and you're like oh god like I can't mm. do that like I know I can't do that in the job I'm currently in but I don't want to leave my job I like my job and I love my career but it allows you to open up ideas like okay is it that I develop a second stream of income is it that I start looking at I don't know investing and that sort of thing it opens up the idea that there are different ways to achieve a goal And I think that's what's really important. Like they need to be not only specific to what you want to do, but specific to you and your lifestyle and what's achievable. Like it doesn't have to be just like, I don't know, run three times a week. It can be run in nature for 10 minutes, three times a week. Like So you can say like, actually it doesn't have to be that you're training for a marathon, but it's something that you'll enjoy Mm. because you love getting outside and it's adjusting those goals and thinking about the changes you can make that kind of like, I guess, elevate the habits you already have as well. Yeah. Yeah. I I absolutely agree. I think it's so unique and situational and taking the time to evaluate what's actually important to you is, is such a big step, especially in recognizing Mm -hmm. where you do want to make those changes. Totally. I feel like that leaves it in a really nice place for our first episode back. I feel very positive going into the new year and like thinking yeah. about what we're achieving now. So do I. I hope everyone listening feels like that as well. We'd love to hear from you guys and what you're going to change this year, whether they're little changes you're going to make in your everyday life, or maybe you do have a really big goal and it's going to take some real courage to overhaul everything that you're doing currently. Please let us know. You can get in touch with us in on the details that are in the show notes below. And that's where all of our recommendations are as well. We will be bringing back our questions next week for our next topic. In all honesty, we totally forgot over the Christmas break about that, which is why there are no listener questions today. But our next topic is, our next one is all about planning your goals successfully. So it leads on really nicely from this topic. And if you have any questions about that whatsoever, please do get in touch on our Instagram page or on our email address in the show notes. We hope you have an excellent week and we will speak to you soon. Stay safe. Bye. Bye. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.